Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. One of our old school homies is on the show today. Jonathan Kite, how are you? Good, buddy. It's always a blast. It's always a great to be here. Old school homies. Yeah. You got a standing res on this show. Dude, this I gotta get my I gotta get a uh a chair that like is it my you know when you when you go in uh and you have your own settings in someone's like car yeah, yeah, yeah i gotta yeah. have yeah this setting on this where i just plop in my the kite setting we gotta put in the kite setting and then yeah. you're good to and go good to go or we should put like a, a caricature of of you like uh at the palm you know when oh, you go and eat at the palm like that's the dream are you on there I'm not on there. I'm not in any of those restaurants. The only thing that I got close to, I got, well, I got it. I got it, my face up in my dry cleaners. They have my head shot. Oh, I was, shit. I was in a bunch of Chinese restaurants, but like Michael Scott for stealing food. Oh, we're- it was just a Polaroid. <laughs> Don't serve this person. At the post is, office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a wanted poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then right outside pork. of uh, the that, Capitol building as yeah, well. Yeah, that was for J6. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, but yours is, your face is, um, is, is uh, written into the cement. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were laying it down. Okay, here we go. I got my Hollywood star, but it's outside yeah. the Capitol. Just handprints. basically yeah. a wanted poster. Can't get his fingers out of them. <laughs> Let me ask you about the, the dry cleaner, though. Did they ask you for it, or did you volunteer it? I know a lot of friends who have volunteered their shit. I've done a lot of embarrassing things in my life, and this is not one of them. <laughs> they asked me for it. I always wanted a sandwich named after me, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but that was I felt very honored, and so I had that up. I, who's I, your favorite sports team? Uh, probably. Lakers? No, 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 never. <laughs> never. Are you, you're a Giants guy, right? New York no, Giants? never. What do you got? Chicago Bulls. I'm from Chicago. Okay. So the Bulls always, but I grew up watching the Duke Blue Devils for college basketball. A lot of those guys come from Chicago. Shashevsky's from mm-hmm. Chicago. John Shire, head coach, went to Glenbrook North, uh, which is where my cousin went in the area that I'm at. So probably Chicago Bulls and Duke Blue Devils. What's their, is it Cameron Endor? Yeah. That's the name? Yeah. 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 You, that, certainly we can get a fucking uh, Jonathan Kite sandwich. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in, in Durham. How, yeah. yeah, please. What's your, what's your favorite sandwich place there? Uh, at in Durham, yeah. I just I whatever the uh, I just eat whatever they're serving at the Coach K Court. Jimmy, John's okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, we can, Subway. Yeah. yeah, we got to do it, dude. We got to get your own Subway look sandwich. Into camera, dog, look dude. into camera and say eat fresh. Hey, <laughs> hey, Durham, eat fresh. Because you're, you're on the. And uh, I haven't touched any kids. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Well, well, hey, yet. I needed that. I needed the camera on me, as you said. Yet, so yeah. Yeah. That, that my yeah. mouth wasn't moving during that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, we have seen a lot of commercials though recently. Um, fucking a, they play. What, what's the, the one? Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah over Volkswagen. and over and over it's again. It's just you being a cunt. Honestly, it's so funny, dude. It's, it's, it's really not even a commercial. They just caught me on a day out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna pay somebody fifteen grand to just follow John around for a couple days, and we'll use that footage. The craziest thing is, so they test commercials in uh, in sixteen or thirteen week cycles. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. So it, it played a lot during college basketball, mm-hmm. and then it did well. So they did NBA finals. And then it did well, so now it's in football. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's everywhere. And uh, my kid is at the age, my oldest, he's eight, where he starts pointing at people on TV. He's like, yeah. hey, do you know this person? Do you know this person? And that guy goes, do you know that mean guy right there? And I go, oh, boy, actually, I do. Well, I do. And he goes, I don't want him over at the house. Your and son I was said like, that? Yeah. And <laughs> he's he goes, a piece of shit. <laughs> Are we rolling? Yeah. yeah. He is a piece of garbage. <laughs> Is what I want to say, and unrelated to that comment. <laughs> but I always thought it would be funny to show up with you and just be like, I'm just hiding in his bedroom, 
you know, put them up for nine nine, and then boom, you pop out. We just out. got hold on. We just said that I don't touch kids. Yeah, you're not. And I'm not asking you to touch the. You're child. like just hide in his bedroom. It yes. doesn't seem like a great idea. It, it, to yeah, have don't a grown say pop out at him. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and um, Ross has his own uh, subway. Um, <laughs> He's got a franchise. Yeah, he does. sure do. Yeah, Eat it's fresh. only it's only extra meats. Yeah, it's all it is. <laughs> they only come in the five inches. Um, <laughs> no, dude. The funny thing about that commercial was. They um, they literally didn't. I did, I didn't know what it was going to turn out to be. It was an, the the staff was amazing. Like the crew was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But they just said, just be on your phone and just go through these motions. Yeah, the only sure. time you ever actually interact with somebody is in the crosswalk where you look at that car and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah but everything was else you could have just been doing Ex- anything, dude. They were literally just like focus on your phone and walk, and then they would have things go on around me mm-hmm. that I was not really aware of. That's funny. This is great. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's killing. Uh, it's good to see you everywhere. I follow Thanks, your bro. Instagram as well. How am I doing? You're doing great. Um, I like your content versus a lot of people's content. Where it, feel, it feels like, I feel like a lot of comedians they've got to jam it out every three hours. Where it's like, man, if I don't hit that algorithm, if I don't do this Wowzers, thing, are you right? Yeah, they they say um, so. Like in in the biz, B I Z. If mm-hmm. you're doing closed captioning um <laughs> they that you have to post like two three times a day on instagram yep. that's like what's recommended because like the agencies they do all these breakdowns mm. for analytics like <laughs> you guys like i was just listening to the last pod about how much that matters yeah and it's insane how much that that you have to post so that you can keep catching the algorithm every time and like tiktok it's like i think between four and eight times a day Holy is it really shit. it's it, i'm not i mean I, I have an account but i don't do anything with it so well for you i was gonna say like you're at the point now in the level where it just doesn't really matter but if you're a new up-and-comer because we've got a guy that we love uh mike eaton i and, love mike Eaton. i did his podcast yesterday oh did you really yeah. shit highly social yeah he's on right. the network yeah love him is he here right now no, no, I just meant I oh, good. was pointing to where I, I was Babe Ruthing it. Oh, you were from okay. the past. I was like, I was there before. Yeah. Cubs fan. But with him, Being you know, I was fan. talking to him about it, and I go, hey, bro, I hate to say this. You're so fucking funny, but I was like, you've got to up your social media game. I'm like, you're not famous enough yet. And I was like, you've got to be posting shit all the time. And he's just like, man, I would rather just work on my craft. You know, it's like, it, it is. It's a completely different job. And the thing, I don't know who is famous enough, because you, if you see somebody... Who in R and B? I'm trying to think of like Doja Cat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who's she's on there all the time, and you're like, well, Doja Cat is famous enough, but she yeah. is still. So you're even competing with people who are at an expected level of fame where they can like ret- not retire from social media, but pass it off or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and you just can't. You can't do that. Like The Rock, I follow The Rock just because I want to see <laughs> what he ate uh, all yeah. day long. I mean, that motherfucker will post. To the seconds, like yeah. you know where he is, what he's done all day. Yep. Uh, videos of him working out at midnight. Um, his cheat meals on I think Sundays. It's all fake. I think he's got a couple of body doubles, and he's probably like he wakes up at noon. This is all bullshit. <laughs> he wakes up at noon, but the dude, the other dude, has already worked out for the day. He's yeah. doing like three workouts a day. He's actually got three dudes each doing. It's one like workout the president where they they have like you know they have doubles. Oh yeah, yeah. And so there's just a bunch of rocks collectively. They're the rock pile. Yeah. Well, a- we need to here's we need to start looking at his earlobes. That's the best way to identify a person. Right? It is. You, yeah. It's, it's the one thing you can't really fake non-surgically. Yeah, it's an earlobe. Yeah, he's killed a lot of people. So obviously we know this. Uh, but with with you guys, like uh, you, Jamie Foxx, and we always talk about Jamie Foxx every time you're here. I love Jamie Foxx is kind of posts like cool shit that he does. He's not- he is everywhere. He's everywhere. I just found out, and I'm by the way, I'm not brand affiliated with this, but TGA Fridays, if you're listening, and we hope you are. <laughs> I he's now with TGA Fridays. 
Pushing peace skins, man. Dude. Is he really? Bro, he's a, I'm he's like pushing peace? No, he's a he well he, I don't know. I I can't speak on the pee pushing. Sure. But um he has brown sugar bourbon, which is his mm. alcohol, yep. and yep. they're now serving it there and they have brand cocktails. With oh, dude, with brown God sugar bourbon. I'm like, dude, this, this is killing it. I know. And he's got the sunglasses, the whole thing. Did Crivo. you hear? I, yeah. well, I, this is rhetorical, but you've obviously heard the Trump impression. Yeah. Might be the best one that exists. Because we've said what on this show, you, weren't, you weren't here, but we said on this show, we were over Trump, right? Everybody's he's got a Trump. You were our favorites. And we're like, look, after Jonathan Kite, I'm, I'm all good on everybody else's Trump impression. Yeah. No lie, because we're on every day. The next day... Uh, I, I see the post of Jamie Foxx doing, doing the Trump, Trump impression, and and that sounded better than Trump himself, and I lost my shit, and I was like, when the fuck did this guy have time just to sit down and <laughs> learn a Trump, Trump impression? impression. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. He he sounds incredibly accurate. Mm. It's, it's amazing, isn't it's it? It's amazing, yeah. For him, though, it's almost like not even comedic. It's almost not even a caricature. It sounds like the motherfucker. Oh, dude, it's crazy. Like it, if yeah. I, if you could, it's almost indistinguishable. Well, also, I, I and I think part of it is so cool about it was he, he's not... He's doing it at a at a couch. Yeah. yeah, he's just talking, and then they just go, "What would Trump?" And then he just goes into it <laughs> in a very conversational way. Yeah, and what I love about the impression is that um, because Trump has gone through when you somebody's around long enough, they become a caricature themselves. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. like Al Pacino, we you know yep. Chris Kevin Walken. Costner. Kevin Costner, you, you become you become the the Wild West guy, a hundred percent. And so, especially with the way that people do impressions of you. So, when people do Pacino, they can do one of one impression over forty years or fifty yeah. years, Ooh, or whatever. whatever. Exactly, yeah. they pick their favorite mm-hmm. version and then they just do that. With Trump, because he's been around in the public eye so much, you don't really see someone who isn't. I mean, he is a like a celebrity in that sense. He's a caricature of himself now. Mm-hmm. And now, because of where he's at, he's conversational Trump. Yeah, because he's not at those rallies anymore. He's not screaming. He's he's being very one on one, and that's what Jamie's impression was mm. for me. Correct. Uh, <laughs> and I thought the same thing, Bob. Did you pull it up? Is it called the Fox Rocks? Yeah. So uh, it's Fox on the Rocks barbecue sauce. Yes. Jamie Fox is currently gracing. This is above the fold front page TGI Fridays. Can we website. get uh, an applause for that? Can we get some applause for that? Well, that's, you, that's amazing. Who do you there. think's there you more go. famous, TGI Fridays or Jamie Fox? Because people in China don't know Boy. what TGA Friday is. Whose food do you trust? I'll bet Jamie Foxx's food is better. I bet he's it is from too. Texas, so the barbecue is probably Terrell, good. Texas. Yeah, you can, you can get it on ribs, steak, and wings. Well, I can get it on whatever the fuck I want because this is America. Yeah, I can put it on pour don't all tell of me what I can dong, put barbecue dude. sauce. I'll on. take it on the rocks. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would literally take it over ice. Just put it in a highball glass, and I'll drink the whole thing. My God, dude! So he's got barbecue sauce, sunglasses, uh, a whiskey. Anything else that guy has? Uh, man, I'm. He's got to have something else, right? I don't know. I, I feel like every celebrity, though, has got like 80 different well, things. Well, pro- he is a producer. I know that he produces a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Like he has uh, that show, Million Dollar Wheels. Yep. Uh, with our boy RD. and um, That show crushes, too. He, it did very well. It was up for, I believe it was up for an Emmy this year in his yeah. first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, it's a show about cars? About yeah, high-end yeah. cars. And, yeah. it, oh, and it was up for an Emmy? That, you, those for a shows, reality show. For yeah, a reality but, show. It shot those, really well. Those kind of, like, Car and house and all that shit based reality shows, they don't really win Emmys. 
very. I don't know that it won. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. And if it wasn't nominated, it should have been. Um, <laughs> but that guy is so interesting in the cars that he has out. Mm-hmm. It's like they're tricked out. Like it's like Fast and Furious. Everything is he going to have Exhibit on as like a guest host at any point? No. So in, with Exhibit, they're actually he's trying to get back into it. Right? He is, and he wants to. He's like, pay me, dude. That show and MTV was, doesn't pay. That show they don't pay was money. Fucking incredible. It's so entertaining. I mean, yeah. it was not inform- informative in any way. No, you, you're not going to learn anything from that show. Those show was, cars were not street legal. Yeah. No. no they you, went this shit the moment they handed them over to the people. You know that they, they were like, there's one with like an aquarium in the back. I'm like, that fish oh, yeah. is dead. There yeah. was one with a, a Olive Garden salad shooter that was popping out shit, mm-hmm. and you were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I remember was- one. I think the lady had like a Volkswagen Beetle or something, and he put a hair washing station in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. Like, you, what the fuck, man? Yeah, dude, but it was are, hilarious. But it was great television, and we're still talking about it. To this day, and even like TMZ the other day, uh, they found him outside of a, a restaurant, and, uh, and he was like, look, I'd love to go back and do it. They won't fucking pay me. But MTV, MTV, yeah, they're won't. famous for not, yeah, for they don't not pay paying shit. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been on a few MTV shows, right? You know what's crazy is the close I ever got was Weren't we tried the to Cannon sell. Thing? I didn't do Wild and Out, but I we did a prank show that was unreal. That was um, I don't even remember the name of it. It was twenty years ago. We tried to sell it. That the closest we ever got was a we we had a deal set with MTV where we had a group of improvisers to go do a scene out in public, mm. and we would always have let the public like come to us. So we were never pranking them like punked. Where you like do you target somebody? Uh-huh. We would set up a scenario, and the public would involve themselves, not knowing that it was a thing, and we would just take advantage of it. And it never got picked up. It never got picked up. It got, as, I think, as close as we could have gone. They, they maybe ordered a pilot from us, and then mm. it just it never went to series. But it was so fucking fun. Do you ever do any of those uh, in Hollywood back in like the 2010s? I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but it was uh, a bunch of actors would get together and they would do a live performance of a script that never made it to TV. Right. Oh yes, yes, yes. Shit. I saw Adam Scott and a bunch of people do one one night. It was uh, on. It was on. It was on a Tuesday nights. It's on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Um, fuck, dude. It was something pilot or yes. something rejected or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know what it was. Rejected scripts. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, and it was every Tuesday night, and they would go and do it. And there was, was another. Awesome. There was another night too <clears throat> where they actually showed the pilots. Um, so be- that I've seen it in a silent movie theater. They showed three pilots that never made it to air, mm-hmm. and one of them was the one with Owen Wilson and Jack Black. That's the one I saw. Where the fucking motorcycle yeah, talks. Yeah, yeah. yeah famously. <laughs> there, but there was Wait, crazy. Where the motorcycle talks. Talks. So it was talks. like Herbie the Lug Bug, but with it was Owen. like my, it was like my how, and it was Jack Black doing how did, the yeah. voice. How did that not get picked up? It was Dude, It was weird. I mean, there was you, you. You look back at Fox in the in the late '90s or early '90s. They were they picked up so many shows. What was it called? Which oh I don't uh, that he, I, it was called Heat, heat Vision yeah, and heat Jack, vision maybe and Jack. that's yeah, what it was yeah. yeah yeah I saw it I saw Dude, I was there it was insane and then I they, mean, had, they they canceled fucking Family Guy I for know a couple and of Arrested years. Development yeah yeah. Um, they, they, they were doing some risky shit back in the day. One of my favorite shows was the Ben Stiller show on there. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. that. Of course. And that was a really fun, edgy sketch show where you're like, oh, shit. Uh, I can't believe Fox would pick well, this Well, the up. rub on them, and I think uh, fans of Arrested Development will remember David Cross's like, epic rant about this shit. It was like, we have, uh, we're winning every award. The fan base is talking about it. It's all of his before social media, but like there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of traction behind the show. And Fox executives are like, we don't understand why there's not more viewers. Like, how about you spend some money advertising the goddamn show or something, man? Dude, I did a show that I did the Jamie Foxx sketch show, yep. and they didn't advertise it. People, people were like, <laughs> we haven't seen 
when it's going to be on. And then suddenly it was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should yeah. be the biggest show in the world. It was because it was Saturday Night Live is not a thing anymore, right? Well, it, I wonder this year if people are going to watch it more than anything because they eight of the. I'm going to hopefully get this right. Of the core cast left. Gone, yeah. So they have brand. It's the biggest turnover they've had, I think, since Will Ferrell came in 95. It wow. is. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wondered, and I said this to my wife, um, I wondered if, if they had called you or just kind of reached out to people who were actually great at doing impressions again and things like that. Because to me, uh, you know, back in the day, I don't know if you auditioned for it, but, um, you know, you audition, you audition, and then once they say no, you can never go back, right? Um, well, but they, I think it, now it's different it, for it everyone. should be different where it's like, hey, dude, we're desperate at this point. Let's pull all the top talent on the internet and get these motherfuckers on. Have you do a million impressions every single week and bring it to what it used to be back in the 90s? Well, I think that the, I think, first of all, I think it's different for every cast member, like how they got on and some people auditioned and then didn't get it. And mm -hmm. then like two years later, they just got a call saying, if you're available, we'd love to have you on the show. And then they didn't audition that year. So I think there's no consistency with like the folklore that sort of exists behind the scenes. But I will say, the, the, the Saturday Night Live, the fact that we are still talking about it is crazy mm. because you think about all the podcasts and things that go on during the week. We're there on maybe 20 weeks out of the year, mm -hmm. not even like a, a 24 episode thing like TV's really cut down. Mm. But also the Tonight Show, the Daily Show, there's all these other things that are covering the same topics that they're covering five nights a week and they only get to Saturday at the end. Right. So, I, it, I mean, the tough thing about it is you know, um, also there's a rumor going on that if you've ever done anything else after Keenan, like they don't want people that have ever been on anything. So like that's mm. why you've seen a lot of these super unknown people because they're they want the opportunity to break them to be like in, in you know announce them to the world. Any it's idea? It's always been that way though. The only person I've ever seen on Saturday Night Live where I was like, whoa, what are they doing on here? Was Amy Poehler, Michael McKeon. Oh, and Michael McKean Dude, there's randomly. Like, there's yeah. actually, well, hold on. They what well, they went through because the you know, '80s. Remember the, the '80s? 80s? The Anthony 80s. Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr. They, they were had, all on there. Dude, Randy Quaid, mm. yeah. um, <laughs> Ben Stiller. I mean, I mean, obviously, famously, people did other things, but there was a lot of people at the time, and I think that they were they were just trying a bunch of new things out. I think it's easier when you see the reason they try to get people unknown because they don't have anything associated with them. So if you're going to play the president, like they got the guy James Austin Johnson who does Trump for them. Mm -hmm. You know, personally, you know, Alec Baldwin, um, you know, I, I don't know where he is right now. Probably the gun range. Whoa, but whoa, it's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. You didn't hear? No. What happened? Oh, they got the money today, friend. Uh, Santa Fe police or whatever, the county. Yeah. They asked for the money to do four separate trials. And they're not saying what, what it is, but it's all related to the that case. Uh, and he's selling all of his fucking property right now. So I don't know what's going to happen, but every house that he came has out today, today, and I just read wow. it this morning. He's probably going to move to Panama, here. I guess. Right? I don't know what he's going to do. If I was that rich and I heard any rumblings about any kind of shit like that, I would be out. Yeah. You would never fucking see me again. So, so today they announced that, uh, and his house listed in the Hamptons for twenty nine million dollars. Um, that's gone. Another place is gone at the lake up there. He sold four houses, I think, in the last month. So I think he knew what was coming. He and I have a timeshare together. Do you? Yeah. Where, where's that at? It's a discovery zone in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> not great. No, I gotta not, make a call real quick. Um, but but I, I was gonna say, people look at him real quick, and they and they. Uh, that's why I didn't like 
I think he's a, I'm a fan of Alec Baldwin as an actor. Mm -hmm. I didn't like his Trump because I, it felt a little bit like, you know, I like the, when people are children, like, like Pete Davidson and they're making fun of the establishment. That's what original SNL was. Bill Murray, you know, Gilda Radner, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And so it feels a little bit like the older someone gets, they are a part of the establishment. Mm -hmm. So like the (laughs) fact that they're really trying to get these unknowns, that makes me, I don't know. It feels like the spirit of where the show came from. Right. And so the more established somebody is, it's hard to remove somebody to be like, oh, that's Alec Baldwin doing Trump. Yeah. Instead of just like a kid in great makeup who I think James Austin Johnson does a fantastic Trump. I agree. And, and same when they brought on uh, Jim Carrey for Biden. I wasn't a fan of that wow. either. It was like, dude, anybody can do that impression. Yeah, and just go to the fucking nursing home. If you need somebody to babble and be old, you could find them. They're all over the place. Yeah, my grandfather could do yeah. that impression, you know? There you go. Or me. Either one. Either one. You got one? Do you no, got a Biden? Uh, yeah, but it's not. Um, I I, uh, I realize it's not as good. I think the the setup that I do for him is um, he's like lost on an airplane. He's one of those guys where um, come on, folks. Like sometimes if I have a scratchy throat or if I've been drinking the night before, I can do it better <laughs> because he always sounds like he has a cold. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's you know he doesn't talk that much in public. You're not used to hearing him as much. Don't you think his voice, like his normal voice, sounds a lot like the fuck boy soft tone that you use to try to have sex with a girl voice i think he sounds like pacino he has that kind of uh <laughs> yeah you know what i mean he's yeah. like whoa yeah. isn't he from delaware i'm joe biden oh yeah but he'll also whisper too on lines <sighs> yeah. that he shouldn't Come where on, you're folks. like well maybe he was fr- <laughs> so you folks. remember when austin he's, powers yeah. was frozen all that time and he came back and had a problem with voice modulation this is for the first film yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. i love it right maybe like he's one of the body doubles that they just thought out he's really an encino man yeah could be Joe Biden Look, the remake of his Sino Man. Let's make Brendan <laughs> Fraser. Let's make Brendan Fraser president. Polly Shore Veep. Hey, Fraser's back, dude. dude. In the whale, bro. I can't yeah. wait to see that movie. B. Frage is back. They said he might be nominated for an Oscar. I this think year. he will be actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm agreeing. I'm calling it. I think he's gonna. I, I think he's. He might be him and Austin Butler. I think are front runners. I really think uh, from the the what the film has been received and him mm-hmm. specifically, you know, it's a popularity contest. But also, I think that Brandon Fraser is one of those people who's just beloved by everyone. Yeah, and um, the fact that he's back, I think people just want to support and celebrate his career. I think so too. Uh, I did like the Austin Butler Ken Elvis. I was a big fan of that movie, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a hard thing. The fact that he sang. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff, people, are, they want to reward that. And obviously, we have such an fa- uh, infatuation with Elvis in this country. Well, that, it was weird that Remy Malik or for the, they, they won a sound editing award for that. All they did was play the original goddamn songs. That's it. Can I tell you, there's actually a guy, I'm not going to know his name, uh, but he sang a lot of it, and he contractually was not um, allowed. They have him listed in the credits, but they don't have anything specific. And I've heard the guy sing live, and Queen's my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I could tell, the, even the best impersonator, I could tell if that wasn't the take they use. Like, that's how well I know the stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's as good as I have ever heard as wow. that guy. Well, as Freddie. <laughs> I, behind the scenes, I know this. Um, there was a, a, another script. That was supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen. It was, and Brian May was like trying to. He said he was trying to make it all about them and not Freddie, and so that's why Sasha right. pulled out. And he was like, "Well, look, would we even know Queen if it wasn't for, for, for no. Freddie? I'm sorry, we wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And uh, and so they ditched that, scrapped it at the last second. But they had the buzz and the frenzy and everything else, and they were like, "Well, we got this other script. Let's jam this out as fast as possible." 100%. Homeboy didn't even have time to grow the mustache. Even the mustache was fake. It was, yeah. It, they, they glued it on. Yeah. Because they just didn't have time yeah. in the end. And they wanted to push the movie out. And then it accidentally explodes, makes 
$1 billion with a B, and then he wins an Oscar for it. Well, he's a great actor. Right? His performance is great. Incredible. The movement itself, yeah, yeah. even if you take away the voice, yep. to him at Live Aid, like you go back and watch that. I mean, he is really like move perfect. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a musical. He's doing the dance. Yeah. That is that a replication or, you know, uh, to replicate what he already did. So it's like, you know, he, he definitely deserved it. You know what was funny, though, is Taron Edgerton doing um, uh, uh, Elton John the next year. Yeah. Who sang and did it, and they they were like, we're not going to give it to a musical guy two years in a row. So he didn't even get nominated for an Academy. Award. I was a huge fan of that movie. As I well. was too, yeah. and he's he was really fucking good. Yeah, uh, and that's way harder, I think, than people realize. And Elton has such a specific voice. Mm. Yeah, and the one that's coming out this <clears throat> Christmas is uh, Whitney Houston. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. My friend produced it. Oh no shit. How hard was that to get... I mean, nobody's going to be able to sing that's like what that. I that's what I thought, too, man. That's one of the reasons I think that they don't do Zeppelin. Yeah. Because um, I just think that, like... And they have... I mean, think about it. You know, John Bonham dies at the height of their fame. And it's like there's such a story that's there, but I just don't think they can get anybody who can really do Robert Plant. Mm. There's a kid... There's a band that sounds identical to him. Yeah, it's called... Uh, um, Van, um, Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet, yeah. That... Lead singer, so yeah, you I ever mean, hear him talk? He goes like, he's I like, never oh, heard him talk, dude. He goes, I'm not even. He goes, I, I'm really like a Steven Tyler type guy, yeah. and it's like, well, I love Steven Tyler, but you fucking sound like you heard Robert Plant, <laughs> only Robert Plant for your entire existence. <laughs> And, and then he's like, yeah, I don't really, like, Stephen Tyler's more my vibe. I'm like, well, not according to my, my ears. Right, right. No, and he even, sounds. Even but, Robert Plant was just like, yeah, it's a little did. too goes, on the nose. He goes, I think this guy, yeah, he's like, it bit a little. Yeah. But he also, um, you know, I think that he's good, but I've heard him sing Led Zeppelin songs. He's an amazing singer, but there's something a little extra about Robert Plant. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And he walked. Great singer, though. Great he, singer. He walked off on top where he was just like, yo, I'm. We're the best. Try to beat these albums, and I'll see you later. And that was it. And he did his solo stuff, which I really like. And he's, mm. you know, he with did, Allison um, Krauss. That and, was much later, yep. but he did really early, like sort of electro tech, um, so electronic stuff from the early '80s that I really like. I'll share with you. I'll get after and play. There's a cool fucking song that I really dig. But yeah, he's he's great. I mean, it's hard though because you got to think with the Whitney thing. She is as iconic as a voice. As there is, yeah. and to just get somebody who even looks like her, because that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't look like them, like it was weirdly enough. Did you guys see the um, the MLK movie Selma? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I thought that guy. By the way, unbelievable actor. Yeah. I love the film, but he didn't sound like MLK. No, and MLK, that seems like the most important part. Yes, yeah. because yeah. that's how people knew him. There yeah. wasn't TV to a lot of people right. in America at that time. And the "I Have a Dream" is arguably the most famous recorded speech in the history of mankind. Yep. And yet, when he did it, you're kind of like, "You're great, man!" And I'm loving this film but you don't really sound like same with the tupac one by the way the guy looks identical to him sounded like a a totally different human being and i couldn't get into the goddamn movie at all it's a weird thing if you're going to do a biofilm it's it's why i think people really celebrate uh uh uh, the doors Mm -hmm. because what you it's like do a biofilm and going back to austin butler austin butler it's like you want to do something if you're going to do the biofilm you got to hit those points even if it takes you 20 years to make the film right instead of just like churning them out like a factory well speaking of films uh Uh, You do the best, Anthony Bourdain, in the business. Thanks, baby. I think that we'll probably make a biopic on him someday. There's a book coming out uh, that was uh, announced this morning. So it's about his final hours. Uh, They've got over 80,000 emails, text messages, all kinds of shit. I don't know who gave it up. So they they think it's the ex-wife. That's what the article that I read said. Okay, It's not been proven, but she is uh, the executive of his estate, and those messages fall under the estate. 
So if it it, wasn't like, and she hasn't, and maybe she will make a ruckus about it. And be like, I didn't approve this stuff, but right now it's her. So it's like the last hours of his life involve this young younger woman he was dating and a bunch Correct. of other shit, right? Yeah. So and look, their correspondence. Yep. And and one of them is uh, uh, I hate myself. I hate my fans yeah, too. I, yeah. uh, I hate being famous. I hate my job. Um, I mean, there was there's a ton of it in here where you're just like, holy shit. I mean, he was depressed. Yeah. I mean that that's the thing with with a lot of this greatness <clears throat> and you know. That's that 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 produces these artists that produce you know that are so compelling and magnetic to us like you know the depth of him you you never know you're you're watching a travel guy live the life that most people want to live and so they sort of ignore the 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 foundation that's sort of underneath everything mm-hmm. and so I think you know the guy obviously struggled with addiction his whole life mm-hmm. yeah so you know there's a there was a lot there I, I just don't think that that was sexy or marketable. And when he was doing a travel thing that everybody goes, oh, I wish I could travel more. I wish I could mm. eat exotic foods and whatever. <laughs> it's like he's doing, he's hitting everybody's bucket lists for a living. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, that's just, all that stuff is probably brushed under yeah, the Yeah, but table. imagine like, uh, you know, life is about purpose. Oh, ultimately. I agree. So it, it's like he, he's, he's reached the pinnacle that he, he's now doing professionally. Like people say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's, there, that's true to a certain extent. 100%. But once you become uh, so saturated with that stuff that it's no longer meaningful to you, that's got to be a fucking big dent in your psyche. Well, he you know gets I mean? there and, and, and it, 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 really at the end of the rainbow mm. and kind of goes, oh, there was nothing. I mm. got as far as I could and there's nothing. And so, you know, and I, it's so tragic. Obviously, I'm such a huge fan of his and, mm. um, and admire him on so many levels. And the fact that he broke so much later in life mm. that he turned down a lot of these crazy money jobs to do the thing and it paid off for him. Yeah. That's so rare. He didn't break, I think, until he was in his 40s. No. And uh, so, and, and they, I don't remember the exact age. They've but. got the last text messages here between him and the girl. And this was right before he hung himself. Uh, so he saw the pictures. Uh, of her and the and the young dude mm-hmm. uh, out in public, and he said, "I'm okay. I'm not spiteful. Uh, I'm not jealous that you've been with another man. I do not own you. You were free, as I have said, as I promised, as I truly meant. But you were careless. You were reckless with my heart, my life. Is there anything I can do?" And she said, "Stop busting my balls." And he said, "Okay." And then, boom, was dead uh, a couple hours later. Wow. Um, but uh, wild. Wild, wild, and and I guess he was texting the ex-wife all the time, yeah. and uh, what he was telling her was, he's like, I'm hopelessly in love with this woman, and the ex-wife is the executive of his estate. Yes, because he was not technically divorced, so all of those rights went to her. Yeah. So I'm imagining this is going through her, but I think the brother came out and made a statement today that said, "Hey, uh, we don't have anything to do with this. This th- that's why it's unauthorized, and uh, my brother didn't say these things, and blah 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 blah." So. We'll see. Uh, Bob, if you can pull up a picture of young Bourdain, because again, you've played a chef before. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I look a lot. I was going to say. You look interesting, because he is an interesting Wait, look. Wait, would you, would you call that a chef? Like uh, yeah. Kind of like a line Somebody cook, who worked right? in a kitchen. In a kitchen. There you go. Pop yeah. this up on screen. So I'm calling for, ju- look at this. That's your hair, dude. Dude, I definitely, <laughs> that is what my hair looks like when I, when I grow skinny. it out. You're that You're that thin. Bro, thank you for noticing. Yeah, <laughs> you look great. I own that shirt. Uh, <laughs> do you own the apron, though, is the question. Yeah, I actually do own the apron. <laughs> I, dude, I wore, I, th- I think I wore an apron to the audition. The show? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> now, the knife somebody else owns. Somebody bought that, and they did auction that knife uh, up for sale. I think it was... Who's the guy in Vegas, who uh, that Baggins guy who buys all the, the creepy shit from people who die? Look at how fucking ripped he is. I'm saying, oh, but you need to get this body. Well, By the way, check my Instagram. He's shredded. Okay. Yeah, he's shredded. I'm doing okay. But the other part of this book, Bob, is he said that uh, he was using a lot of steroids and, uh, and a lot of other shit towards the end of his life. Yes. Because you can't look like that at, what, 65? I mean, that's pretty much impossible. Well, the way that he ate and drank. I know, every that, day. That was, like, that yeah. was like the biggest problem. He did jujitsu. <laughs> Come he on. Did. Uh, no, he did. No, I understand it. that. But that's not a jujitsu body. That's an eight pack for Christ's sakes. Is that her too? Pop pop that picture up on screen one more time, Bob. Yeah, I would think this is Asia Argento. Man, I, I I bet she was crazy. Just a crazy blast. Where you just kind of put up with it and you're just like, all right, sweet. Um, but at that age, dude, eventually it's gonna end, right? I mean, he he got I think he did he spent you know, a good chunk of his life doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's it sucks. We, we'll never know the demons because I think he was presented in such mm. a cool way mm-hmm. and, and it's like an untouchable way that the guy who beat heroin, mm. you know, and, and did all these things and sort of reached the mountaintop, it, it felt like effortlessly. And I think that having those addictions and beating them gave him so much street cred that people just didn't, you know, they, didn't, they don't just go away. Right, you're, you're like you're constantly people. There, people I know in the program, and for stuff, it's like they're always battling that addiction. Mm-hmm. And so for him, you know, it, it may have gone somewhere else that we'll never even know about. Yeah, I mean, I know that he he drank. I'm not saying he drank to excess, but there, it's it it manufactures itself or it, it manifests itself. Excuse me, in other in other capacities. They're, other they're saying he did that as well. Um, they also said that uh, if you remember the Me Too story with with her and the young guy where she fucked that minor who was 17 years old, one of her co-stars, uh, and he came after them for some cash or whatever. They said it was a, a frivolous lawsuit. Uh, they, they said in this book that it was actually Bourdain who paid off the kid. Wow. And they said it was $380,000. That's reasonable. Um, I guess the kid asked for $3.5 and, and then they settled on $380,000. <laughs> he was also giving money to her and then some of her family members uh, is what they were saying. So he was all in. On her whole shit. Yeah. I across mean, the board. You know, he's like, yeah, very supportive. I mean, you know, you never really heard complaints like other than that, but not about him as a person. Right. I feel like he traveled so many places and he really was a public figure. Yeah. He felt like he was, you know, a, a social media guy, but that didn't wasn't born of social media. He had so much street cred from other things, but he was he just felt very accessible, which is why I think people liked just looking at him and watching and hearing him talk. And and you, you feel like stories would have come out against him and they just didn't. I yeah. think people that worked with him and they just people really were a fan of him as a person. If but. there were salacious stories about him, I'm pretty sure we'd fucking. That's know what about exactly it. right. I, I mean, it would be it would be shocking for them to come out now. Well, I think that's why this book will do so well. Is you know. People still are curious, and there's this weird, morbid fascination with suicide. When you you want to know what the last thing was, or what what actually made them do it, um, that that this will probably be pretty fucking successful. It's the call of the void. So there's a psychological principle where you're standing on a cliff, and your brain, like there are people who their brain will shut off, turn to black, and just jump off. Right? This is a it's a <sighs> yeah. real thing. Yeah. But people are fascinated with that because everybody fucking tiptoes up to that line from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you want to be able to recognize what it is for you so you you know it's the same thing as anybody else is 
Just yeah. a, a morbid fascination, I guess. And Dude. also, he was if he felt alone, for a guy that people, well, you make that assumption, like Robin Williams, you mm. know, that they're constantly surrounded by love and, and, uh, and support and people who appreciate them, but, you know, they're alone just like anybody else. And who knows if he had had somebody there. Yeah. Or it had been different that he wouldn't have felt that alone in that moment. I always, go, I always go to people's like Twitter and then their Instagram and their stories and shit yeah. just to see what the last thing was. Do that's, we know what it was for that's him? That's my morbid uh, curiosity. Allegedly, it was that text that just said, okay. But not publicly. No. Uh, well, I mean. I mean, it will be public after this book comes out. But I mean, out. I wonder what his last public social post was. Oh, um, it was a, uh, actually, I do know this because I went to his Instagram. So my wife is a huge Bourdain fan. You did a video for her. Yes, I remember. Uh, as Anthony Bourdain. And uh, I went to his stories and it was very specific what it was. It was a, a small TV um, in whatever country they were in. I think it was France or whatever. And there was a, an Italian movie on mm. uh, and th- they were showing this like fast car coming around the corner and it appeared to be uh, one of her movies that she had loved. Oh. So she used to show him all these old Italian movies all the time, and uh, and it was it's actually in the documentary that came out last year or maybe a year and a half ago. I don't know if you saw it. it's really really fucking good. Was it good. playing while he went when it, while he hung himself? He I, I don't know, yeah. he, but I know this when I went to his Instagram yeah. stories. Better that than Triple X. Oh, with Vin Diesel? Well, with Asia Argento. Yeah, but I mean, it's Vin Diesel too. Uh, both both will make you want to end your yeah. life in a Vin Diesel movie too. So. Vin Diesel. <laughs> I uh, I just finished smoking about a pound and a half of crack. <laughs> I feel good, but my heart's really going fast and furious. At the <laughs> you know, he has an album where he sings. My oh, it's, oh, it's, it's so stupid. It's the worst. He's oh, like, my God. My funny Valentine. <laughs> this like, is the problem with... Echo chambers yeah. and sycophants. 100%. There's nobody around to be like, hey, bro, 100%, that bro. shit sucks. Suck, yeah. bro. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do not release that. So uh, five <laughs> days before he killed himself, Bourdain tweet, retweeted uh, this Hong Kong cover of Rising Sun Blues. Ah. Five days before that was. Yeah, his he, last he one. retweeted it three times, though, Damn. in the same day. So he, he's like, yeah, this is what I'm listening to right now. Wild. Is it yeah. an upbeat song? Uh, Hong Kong blues. We'll have to listen to it after because if we play it on here, yeah, 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 we'll we'll get dings. I found his last story. Oh, you did? Yeah. What what is it? John, John, you've been on the show. You know we got some sponsors that put the shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros. Hopefully you're all tucked in, comfy, cozy on this Sunday evening watching us on YouTube. If you're not, shame on you. Subscribe. Click the bell and turn on your notifications in the phone. That way you can see our lovely video from the comforts of your own ghost bed from ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Right now they get two free pillows with the mattress. Those are 30% off. You can use the promo code drinking bros to get 30% off everything else in the entire store. Talking about the sheets, uh, the adjustable base, the cover, you name it. It is 30% off. Fill up the cart as high as it'll go and use the promo code drinking bros at checkout for 30% off at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Also that bundle package dog. 
It's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together is a beautiful way to watch television every evening. You can pop it up in TV mode and it'll do the work itself. Once you have it, you can never go back. I can promise you that. Uh, I've had it for two and a half, three years now at this point. I love it. Huge fan of ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. And when you check out, go to the bottom of the page. Click the 60-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit. And then you can use the deals that I just mentioned with that and walk out of there with a brand-new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got drinkingbros.com, the store, baby. I'm wearing all the store items today. Uh, I got the Flex Fit snap hat, uh, snap back on. I've got the T-shirt. I got all the things uh, at the store. We got new hoodies in there because a lot of you, a lot of you guys are in fall right now. We're not down here in Texas. We're still sweating our dicks off down here. But a ton of new stuff in the store. Don't sleep on the glassware, dude. The glassware is bomb as well. Uh, There's a couple items from Hard AF Seltzer in there. And uh, the glassware is the jam, dude. Especially those plastic cups. Great for tailgating. Great for parties. Uh, You can wash them. uh, And they look like solo cups. They're awesome. It says Drinking Bros Podcast on them. And best of all, every cent goes to support us and the show to keep the lights on in this place. We greatly appreciate it. Go to drinkingbros.com and click on the store and check us out. Last but not least, hardafseltzer.com. Store is down now while we put the new flavors in the store. It's going to be down for a couple weeks. Uh, Plus, our shipper is out of Florida. Obviously, we know what's happening there. Uh, So give it two weeks. We'll be back up and running with the new flavors, and we'll be able to to get those out to the world, the pina colada and the watermelon. Uh, If you listen to those super drunk shows last week, obviously, we tested them out one evening. And, uh, oh, boy, let's fucking party, dude. They're ready to rock. They're getting filled as we speak. Now, if you're in the state of Tennessee, we are in over 90 stores. Just go to hardafseltzer.com, click on the store locator, and find a store nearest you. Uh, It's powered by Google Maps. So once you click the store, no matter what vehicle you're in, it'll just take you right there. So wherever you're at, it'll drive you to the the closest store on there. Go to hardafseltzer.com, click on the store locator in Tennessee, and go buy a 12-pack regular price. Cheaper than White Claw. God damn it, they're 8%. It's just pretty ho hum. Uh, oh, him PTS on set. Shit. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the one that I saw was the one with uh, the car, the Italian movie before that. So there's a whole Reddit thread where they're saying uh, they're mis. Someone was being misleading about his last Instagram story. The story is Violent City. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. So that was his second to last uh, story ever posted. Okay. So that's the one I caught um, right before he died. And then, dude. By the way, so I, I remember going to Mac Miller's, and Mac Miller's was crazy too where it was uh just a record his own record playing in his house on his stories and he just three times in a row but he didn't mean to kill just this one song i know i know so yeah um but with bourdain obviously he he did so i felt like some of that shit was pointed uh and it is what it is and then i I think bob you you can look up her instagram i think either today or yesterday when this book was announced she posted stories of her and this young dude on her Instagram like 50 times. So uh, that's even fucking strange. For and me. how are they doing today? Who? 
that the young girl and that guy. She seems like she's living her fucking best life there. Still um, together? I'm I, not sure if it's the same dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, pop that up on screen. That's it. That's the dude. So, you know, they're just chilling, doing whatever it is he does. Some type of karate or... Oh, I was going to say, is he wearing uh, dishwashing gloves? I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> How fucked up would that be? That'd be unreal. Or, or it's just him. It looks like Tyler Durden from Fight Club, you know? <laughs> yeah. He just got it out. He's making soap. He's like, yeah, yeah. How much do we have to pay you to do a Bourdain and send it to her? That's the dude right there. Uh, yeah, pop And send it to up. that woman? But just DM her and be like, I don't, know, I don't know if you heard about the book coming out. I can't I don't do know a Bourdain. About, I don't know if you heard about the book coming out and the final days that I had. But I'm going to reach out to you. At least my ghost will. I'm not going to tell you when, but hang in there. That's all I say. <laughs> and you just send that video Yo. to uh, enjoy your, your young and, lover. Enjoy your the- young lover and his weird looking hands. I know that he is doing the dishes and I hope he's not doing you. <laughs> Pop it up, Bob. Look at that. Look at how happy they are. You know, she's. And when did she post this? What was it yesterday, the day before? Oh, that was last month. August. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, she seems fine, dude. Everything seems. uh, So everyone give her a follow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, But you know that that's what she hears every single day. And she refused. uh, This is New York Post. She refused any comments on this book at all. She wasn't going to say anything. Of course. Uh, Because the world hates her. Hey, will you write the forward? Me? (laughs) No, her. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, will you do the audio book? It just says, stop breaking my balls. That's Bro, it. that's how I was just going to say. That was her review of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, book, stop breaking my balls. Because <laughs> oh, they boy. ask celebrities for that shit all the that's time. What I mean. Hey, just give me a one-liner the for the back. Yeah, stop busting my balls. Lance Armstrong just said, stop busting my ball. Yeah, just my one. Just one. Ball, yeah. <laughs> do you do a Lance Armstrong? Uh, no. I mean, every time I cheat, I do. Uh, yeah, obviously you have to. Is yeah. there a of a cheat day? I don't, I don't know that anybody has a Lance Armstrong impression. No, nobody does. I don't even know what he sounds he's fast. like. Fast. He's he's really fast and he's focused and he's just in your face all the goddamn time. Who are you working on these days? Um, I'm trying to work on Brad Pitt. Um, nobody does a Brad Pitt. Which Brad Pitt? Really? Though? That so that's there's like eight of them. There's yeah. so many, and as he gets older, see, because he smoked for a long time, mm. and so <clears throat> you like for me, I'm trying to do Fight Club Brad Pitt. Mm. But he had such a high voice. I mean, it was in the 90s. So yeah. you think about, we've now seen him for 25 years of other films, even though I think that's probably still his Longer. top three most I think, Mike I think 30, 30 No, 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 years. but I mean since Fight Club. Oh, yeah. yeah. Since Fight Club, which yep. came out like mid to late 90s. It was 99, I think. Yeah, so yeah. it's like you think about it now, for, you know, 23 years later, Twenty, you know, it's like, it's tough because now you think of him the way he was in uh, Once Upon a Time. It's mm. different, but the Fight Club, I feel like if I can nail it, it it's iconic enough. Yeah. It's just that he has <laughs> such a high voice. Yeah, you know, he's such a, like a strange yeah. corner thing, and he's just, he's his, his voice or his, uh, his jaw is very clenched like yeah right right yeah yeah and so i'm trying to work on doing him because i think if it's for a joke that i'm doing on stage and so it's tough to do it in the moment because sometimes if i mm-hmm. work on it for a little while i'm like and i'll record i go fuck that's it mm-hmm. but then like to pull it out of thin air on stage that's always the hardest thing you gotta that's get his own yeah yeah. yeah like make some soap backstage first and then come out and do it yeah just get ready yeah, pour some fucking acid lie. in your hand. Or yeah, some just pour shit, some yeah. lie. Well, some oh. of those mics are oh, dead, shit. too. And when you get on stage, yeah. if you do a quiet impression, yeah. they won't pick up. So you know those are out. But he goes, it's funny because he has such a high voice. He goes, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. 
So it's like it's very high. Whereas now you listen to him and he's like, yeah, he's a much older guy. He's like so more relaxed. Yeah. So yeah. people are used to hearing like this kind of like, hey, what's up, man? It's closer to Sly. Yeah. Sly. yeah. It's just, he's lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but that is, it's like you think the older someone gets, the more comfortable they are. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it just affected in their voice. Yeah. What There's, about uh, Brad Pitt impression from the movie Snatch? Oh, that's pretty good. I'd have to learn. Say he's doing character voice. I'd probably yeah. Come yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. He's like, you got to slur everything. Dog, Say dog. words that aren't real. Oh, I could do Jason Statham. He said, Tommy, <laughs> you know, I thought you said it was going to be ready five minutes ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah. All right. Here's the deal. That's a good one. It's yeah, a great Statham. That's the thing I have. It's so funny. Like, I'll do them, and then I'll, I'll work on them randomly in my car, and like forever, and then I'll have one, and then he won't have a movie forever, and then not Statham, I mean like somebody else, and then like doing Sam Elliott or like doing Jeff Bridges. And then mm-hmm. when the old man came out and I was doing Jeff Bridges, yeah. it's like, dude, you just have them. But then because of the way that social media works today, it's like suddenly they're famous, even though it's like I do John Lithgow too. I've had John Lithgow forever, but it's like people, you'd have to say like um, Farquad from Shrek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that show got renewed, so. The old man? Yeah. Yeah. I think, th- I think they bought two more seasons already, actually. Dude, I've heard not. I got to binge it. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Do you like it? Yep. I haven't seen it. Um, I know what he was. He was going through cancer for a while uh but him it's like his back teeth are Who? missing bridges jeff oh, bridges yeah, yeah i mean the problem is man it like depends on how you know as he gets older he kind of gets a little gruffer down there <laughs> <laughs> well, you talk to me you know for my uh you know man for big lebowski you know he's got a much higher pitched voice because he was a younger dude man <laughs> you know so like it's but it's always weird when you've heard somebody over so many years mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what? which one are you doing of them? So I've tried, I've done them forever, but now when I do them on stage, I'll do, I do the old man. Cause well, Sam Elliott's voice hasn't changed in 50 years. No. no. And he's never quite become a caricature of himself. He was always a guy yeah. who talked like this. <laughs> he always did, even in, even in Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah. Even in Roadhouse, he sort of does, because you know what? When I do him, it's in the bass, but he also talks through his nose. <laughs> And now he's on. He's mayor. He's mayor West in uh, on Family Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, he so, took over for Adam for Adam, Adam West. West. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's funny to see the voice or to hear the voices over a cartoon character because he's actually a super slow talker, but because it's animation, he has to talk a little bit faster than he's used to talk. I think they just speed it up in post. You think so? Yeah, on podcasts now you can switch it to like a one, one and a half, that, two. Yes, speed it up, and I'm like, why would anybody want to do that? I, like that I take Ben Shapiro, put it on two X. Oof, good oh, luck and it's just like it's a dog whistle mode yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put just do a bunch of speed and listen yeah. to that and, well, and try not to freak you, out yeah. i was already yeah. doing the speed so that <laughs> is always like an 80s cartoon villain you know how they sound they sound it always sounded a little bit lispy like one of the villains from inspector gadget yeah hundred like yeah. i'll get you next time yeah. democrats next yeah. time <laughs> yeah but like all of those guys like you think of um like thundercats mm-hmm. or like um or or even like the decepticons you know, they're always sort of like this. Yeah. Uh, that was all the bad guys. Uh, all the bad know, guys. Yeah. High-pitched and vaguely yeah. British. Mumra. No. Or <laughs> like, I am, what was the name? Like, yeah, Monkey Man or, or uh, it's like, Slide. Gargamel. Yeah. From, yeah. Uh, from Gummy Bears. Oh, from yeah, Smurfs. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Dookie from Gummy Bears. Mm. They're always, Dookie from Gummy Bears? Yeah, that was the, that was the uh, he was the knight. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah, always yeah, effeminate yeah, and yeah. lispy. Yeah. Yeah, that was Is all Is it weird the that there was film. a character on TV named Boner in the 90s? Because we all knew what that meant. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. He's another one that hung yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, but 
I mean, I don't really care about that. Well, some people say he's more important. You know, I don't. I who? Uh, boner, who are those people? Boner or Bourdain? <laughs> yeah. There's a huge boner versus Bourdain debate online. That's dude. the movie I want to see. You know how like um, you know how like they do those those weird ones where like the late nights are like Leno versus Letterman. Yeah, they do, like those miniseries. Yeah, boner boner v Bourdain. Or if they ran into each other in a Pulp Fiction type way. Uh, and at the end, and then you find out that, that Boner was Bourdain. Was that the character's real name, by the way? Yeah, Richard T. Stabone. And his, his name was, uh, nickname was Boner. Boner. Yeah. It's wow. amazing that I still remember that. Yeah. Uh, but it was only because uh, somebody made him do cocaine in that one episode. And, uh, and the... Family ties? Mike, uh, Mike Seaver had to go home and tell his parents yeah. that... Uh, growing pains. Growing, growing pains. pains. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That, that Boner was doing coke and... Uh, and then Boner had to come to the house. What did you and expect? Apologize. You called the kid Boner his whole life, man. I agree. By the way, how is that so great? Funny that, that the guy doing coke, coke dick, mm. Boner. <laughs> no. He just got more deflated. They just, I, 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 I've never been able to make sense of that one. Like or how I, they got away with it. Like, 90s TV was definitely different. There was a lot of weird shit going sure. on. Sure. Uh, you mean Alf? Alf. Alf yeah. fucked kids. Yeah. Dude. Well, no, he ate pussy. He ate, he ate pussy, yeah, and then constantly. he fucked kids. Willie! Yeah, and then I, the guy who played Willie was like, no, Dove, Alf. Yeah, he, he's yep. always having a heart attack. Sure or, was. Or Charles in Charge, where the guy comes with the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was. So, hey. Uh, it's that a was ni- Bayo, right? It's a, yeah, Scotty B. It's a, yeah. it's a nice brownstone, five-bedroom, four-and-a-half baths, obviously, right? Can't, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, I understand you've got three children. We do. Uh, there's Young a women. 21-year-old man that comes with the place. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do like about it. Like a groundskeeper? It. No, yeah. he's going to take care of your children. So he lives in the place. Lives well, the place, he's going to be yeah. in charge, and that's what's going to happen. So yeah. Charles is going to be in charge. So he owns the house? No, nope, just going to yeah. be in charge of you. He just comes with it, but you can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him. Uh, he's not on the deed either. Uh, we've checked that. Not on that deed. So like a ghost that nope. just haunts nope. the place? No, it's just a real live man who's in a, charge of you. A real live man. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a hot, younger, blonde daughter in there, uh, Nicole Eggert, who's just going to kind of hang, and nothing's going to happen there. And he's only going to give her advice about other dudes. That's it. That's oh, all he's going to so do. So he's, he's gay? No. No, 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 no he's no. completely straight. He's uh-huh. completely straight, yeah. yeah. And what, how much is the house without him? Uh, I think 1.2 it's an extra, at the time. It's an extra 200K. Exactly. Well, yeah. I guess he's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a weird-ass friend. Yeah, Buddy Lembeck. Yeah. Sure does. He's always like, and, and his, we used to go, do uh, like uh, imitations of him just going like, Charles, the girls. He always, <laughs> dude, that guy, uh, Willie, Willie, Willie Ames. Ames yeah. Willie Ames, fuck, dude. What happened to Willie? Is he alive? I'm looking him up now. We're he's, talking about boners and Willies. He's, yeah, he's yeah, let's, let's look up Willie Ames. He's five he dead? six, so not a lot's happened. Wow. Five, he's unaware. six. He's, he's still unaware. doing B stuff, I guess. But by the way, or, good for right? him. Yeah. It's, yeah. We, we think money. about Matt Damon or we think about whoever who's been around forever. Sure. Dude, these, the, the fact that these dudes are still in the business, I mean, he was on Eight is Enough. Oh, oh, Matt Damon? No, Willie Ames. Oh, Willie Ames? Oh, yeah. shit, you're right. Dude, he's been around forever. God damn it, The fact that he's it, still dude. working is unbelievable. It is crazy. It is he crazy. Was on I'm doing a little Charlie Day for you there. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was like, nice. Hey, what's up, dude? He's like, Frank, Frank, can you believe Willie Ames is still working, man? I can't believe it. How about fucking Ryan Reynolds? Hi there. Yeah. Hi there, boys and girls. Hugh Jackman's going to You come. believe that shit? I can't. I'm so, I'm hard right now. The internet made it happen. 
What what people are doing is just calling the biggest social media stars and saying, "All right, how do we make the most money?" But their best, their I know. I, but he they created it online on Twitter, and then they the world made it happen. He's going to be in Deadpool well, three. But also the fact that Wolverine is the only mutant that works from those franchises mm. where people are like <clears throat> Old Man Logan. Any story you put him in, like let's just give him Wolverine. drama comedy doesn't matter. it doesn't matter. Yep. People love his interpretation of the character, and he's been doing it. Since ninety eight or ninety nine, yeah, and so they. But the, that's my problem is Marvel has fucked themselves because anybody that comes into those shoes after him mm. is is being set up to fail. Yeah, the only way yeah. to even like if you wanted to bring in a younger actor, the only way to do a younger Wolverine is to go back to like the eighteen hundreds, I believe. Yeah, when he was like young, yeah. but, but mm-hmm. he got his powers at a certain age and then yeah. he didn't age. But the only thing that I didn't like about Hugh Jackman is Wolverine is supposed to be a, a pretty short guy. Mm. And so I always thought that if they if they did the one improvement they could make is if the guy was like five three or five two mm. and then have like a really stocky dude, a little Jack dude, yeah, yeah a little jack- jacked, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I just think that that would that to me would be like a direction that they could go where it would be different enough where you he wouldn't it, it would deflect all the not all of it but a lot of the backlash that is headed his way no matter what. Oh, of course, of course. And the reason I bring him up is he's the same as Jamie Fox. He's got a million goddamn things that he owns. Ryan Reynolds does, Sold yeah. Aviation Gin for, what, three fifty, And then if the... Uh, there's enough bottle sales where it'll add up to four fifty if he hits a certain bottle amount. Uh, the other show that I'm watching is this uh, Welcome yeah, to Wrexham. Yeah, how is it? It's great. Cool. It's so fucking good, but it's a serious documentary about him and uh, Rob McElhaney mm-hmm. from It's Always Sunny. I thought it was a sitcom. It was not. Uh, so they buy, this, they buy a real fucking soccer team. In um, Wales. Right, but it's still it's expensive. When you watch the show, the field is nice, and this the groundskeeper ends up fucking up the field, and it costs him four hundred grand. Um, they own the stadium, they own everything. They own that groundskeeper now. Cause well, he, he's not there, yeah. and then they didn't do well the first he's year. There, Charles, yeah. yeah, the show is is crushing. He fucks up the ground at the end of the episode. Just goes. If you listen sometimes at night, you can still still hear him cutting grass, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, but, he's buried there. But if you if you watch the show, the craziest part about it is this whole city is behind these two guys who created It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Deadpool. People yeah. are wearing like Deadpool outfits to the game because they saved this city's franchise. It, the, the franchise doesn't do well the opening season, and they get to get on the phone and fire the coach well, th- and half the players and shit, and you're just like, whoa. I like that because the next step is for uh, other people like Jake Gyllenhaal needs to get with Hugh Jackman and buy an, uh, the rival team. So they can start fucking with each other wow. because those they guys don't have love fucking money. with each other. They don't have enough money. There's no way Hugh Jackman you, does Hugh it. Jackman, he's rich as shit. Come on, Jalen mm. Hall maybe not, but his got his. He comes from money too. Like his parents are rich. But but it's 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 always the franchise that's the real money. Mm. And Hugh Jackman's done enough franchises. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but even Rob McElhaney during the show opening episode was like, "Look, I couldn't afford this on my own just because the costs just keep going up and oh, up and up." And he goes, "Dude, I had to call Ryan." And he's like, "Let's face it, Ryan's got." A gajillion dollars like he's you know got the deadpool money plus the gin money and everything else and he goes i don't have that and he even admitted opening episode he goes we weren't friends he goes i didn't mm. know him in real life we only knew each other on social media yeah i heard that he said that in an interview and i was like what you know it's the crazy thing about ryan reynolds is you think about before deadpool like you know not that he ever came and went but like he had tried you know green lantern all yeah. these other things <clears throat> and it's like man but if you get well he had been in marvel them, before he was uh he played a version of Deadpool, of Deadpool and the Weapon X, but like, 
He, I guess he had like three scenes where he actually spoke, and they told him shut Wade, the fuck up, yeah. and then sewed his mouth shut. Yeah, because right. that that was the problem. That where they that that's the thing where these comic book characters. I think the fans get so rabid because mm. if you do them well, like that's the example of Deadpool in that version just wasn't done very well, yeah. and it's like now try to do him like the real version and fuck. Now I mean, they should have just let Ryan Reynolds be himself the whole time. Well, Van he, Wilder, you know, yeah, just, that's, it's like that's, that's who Deadpool is. Yeah. You, there's no replacing that character. No, well, that's ever. the thing is. It, when he's done, but the good thing is he's never going to get old because mm. he wears a mask. Yeah. So essentially, like you could have him do the voiceovers that's for true, that yeah. for as Forever. long as he's alive. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then AI when he's dead. Mm. Uh, and that's what I'm here to pitch. Um, but well, you I'm, are. Have they asked you to do it for anybody? I do it, but the truth is, it it pays shit. Yeah. I did Seth Rogen in um. Because that's the other thing when you do when you do somebody in in a, in a um like when I do Tom Hanks right. You got for stand up, you do the most recognizable version, so it's like Woody from Toy Story. Mm. But when you have to voice match someone in a movie, it's not the most recognizable version of them. It's them in that movie. So when I'm doing Seth Rogen for the um, the disaster artist, it's not like Err. it's like he's just talking. So that's the hardest thing. But they don't. They really don't pay all that well. So you ha- you did do Seth Rogen in the yeah disaster for, artist? for pieces of um, stuff that they had to re record. Was he unavailable or just didn't want to do it? I think it was not worth his time. If I'm being Shut honest, the I did. Fuck up. and they said they literally found me off YouTube. They Googled like Seth because I said, "How did you?" Because my agent, I know it doesn't. She has told me in the past, "We never submit you for this shit because it's not worth the money for mm. us to make ten percent of whatever." Right. And so when I asked the guy at Warner Brothers, I was like, "Hey, thanks for the job. Like, I love Seth Rogen. You know, this movie is seems really cool. You know, I, I the room I knew of it very well." And then I go, "How did you even find me?" And he goes, "I literally just Googled Seth Rogen impressionists." No on YouTube way. because I find you have YouTube. There you go. Why wouldn't he do? It? I mean, it was. I think he produced the fucking movie. He did, but I think he was already overseas at this point doing another movie, and for him to like start going into the booth and like running it back, I just don't think it was. And I think that they thought if maybe maybe if they couldn't if the, and I'm was happy to do it. Yeah. If they found if they couldn't find somebody like there's people out there that maybe the people think that there's like a great. Chris Evans impressionist but then when you hear them back to back you're like you know what these mm. actually don't sound like Chris Evans mm-hmm. right. so then they go we need you but I think maybe if they were like if we can find a guy who can do it close enough we don't need to bring him into it did they ever tell you at any point you're easier to work with than, than Seth Rogen <laughs> Uh, no comment. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I just, I tr- listen. Uh, you never know how people are. I, I only speak with people that I have worked with, and um, he and I. The only, uh, the one time is so like I. He's heard me do the impression of him a ton because mm. I've gotten very close. And then the feedback that I have heard, whether it came from him or his team, is we don't think that you sound like Seth Rogen. So I said, but it's identical. Say, I, like it's better than you do a better Seth Rogen than Seth Rogen does of, of himself. Are you hearing that his entire team? Yes, and um. So they so I've got in the rooms with people where like the producers like we love you and then the feedback they they call the agent and they go he didn't get the job and they go and the, the the feedback is like we just didn't think that he sat enough like him and that's okay I get it I think that somebody because for me it comes from a place of love like I really appreciate Seth Rogen I enjoy what he's done with his career and I enjoy his movies right so when I'm doing the impression it's 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 it really isn't like to try to make fun of him but I was at a party one night at a birthday party and it was very private and no one had their phones out and everyone was getting you know drugs and hammered and everything Mm -hmm. and Seth Rogen was across the room and my friend who knew us mutually was like has Seth ever heard your impression and at that time you know he was high it was very public information he was smoking everybody was smoking I'm like the last thing Seth Rogen wants at a private party where he thinks that there's no weirdness where everyone is doing hardcore (laughs) drugs and drinking their faces off for a random my face 
not even like an attractive girl or somebody he's like friends with, somebody he'd be pleased to see come up to him when he's stoned him like, this is what you sound like. I, uh, I know we've never met before, but uh, I, uh, I have been vocally stalking you for quite some time. So I, like I've had dinner with him for t- it was two hours. I sat with, with, with had dinner with him. You sound better than he does. So for his reps to say that is totally no no. I don't know that. Ex- I don't know where it came from. There was feedback from the top. You're never quite sure if it's from DreamWorks or from whatever. You never know. I was happy and thankful to get as far as I did. They were incredibly nice to me. The producers were laughed at all my you know dumb laughs or whatever I was doing. They were very very kind to me. And then I just didn't get the part. So it could have been that there was somebody else out there. Maybe they didn't want somebody to sound like him, or maybe there was a guy out there who does it better than me. I'm not saying it one way or the other. I haven't heard it. I've never heard it before you. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I have I, not I heard been it. Doing this one, I've been doing this one for like 15 years, because I learned it right after I saw him do um, 40-Year-Old Virgin or, or, or Knocked Up, one of them, and I okay. was like, because nobody had done him, and he was so no. young, and I, and I used to tour doing stand-up in Canada mm. before he was big here, mm. and they would love it, because he was Canadian, Vancouver, so they all knew him and loved him, and then and when then he finally hit here after he did the, uh, the, uh, the one with um, James Franco about North Korea. Yes. The interview. Yeah, the interview. Yeah. And then when I did it, people were like, oh, shit, that's that guy. But it's like, dude, he was so famous forever in yeah. my mind. Yeah, same. But then when I was doing stand up, when, when I would do it there, then people were like, oh, shit, that's Seth Rogen. Yeah. Because um, I look, I, all of his shit was great. Pineapple Express. I all love of Seth Rogen. The, I, the I Disaster Artist was a great film. I think somebody, Bob, look it up. I th- somebody was nominated for an Oscar for it. Was it Franco? He wasn't. He, it was the year that his, um, his uh, Me Too stuff came out. Mm. And he actually was nominated for a Golden Globe, but they didn't nominate him for the Oscar. And oh, in that's his right, place, because it came out right Timothy after. Timothy Chalamet yeah. was then nominated for um, Call Me By Your Name. And it was, they, they weren't it. sure. I mean, not, not Tim is amazing on that. And, but um, I, I just don't, I think that he was probably going to, I think James would have been nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, did anybody ask you to do voices for uh, like cartoons, like Family Guy and stuff? When like you know, I did Alec Baldwin on Family Guy. Did you really? Yeah. When the <laughs> Emmy episode, because you know they never get nominated. Yeah. And so they yeah. Were like, and so I, I did. Um, and they M-E. were so. What's up? M-E. That's was right. Really funny. Yeah. It was so, that was such a good episode, and and I played Alec Baldwin, and um, uh, I don't. I just it's it's on every now and then, or somebody will, somebody will send it to me. I, I, I've never heard it, and I just went. It, I just went like, um, you know, it was great. I mean, the, the, it was really funny. Where like they tried to like make them like Modern Family, and they tried to do all these shows that have been nominated for Emmys or like Breaking Bad or something. And then at the end, when they came home, Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey were in their house, and they were. And then Alec Baldwin was just like, you know, Peter, you don't get nominated because you're Emmy, you suck. Your, sh- <laughs> your show sucks. Actually, you know. And so it was just, it was great. And then I was just like. It was it was really fun. They were fucking awesome. I love those guys over there. Yeah, yeah. Seth MacFarlane's great. I, um, you know what? I never met him. I, I Alex Sulkin, who's the other big producer on the show, he was mm-hmm. the booth operator at the time, and he was awesome. They were just so friendly, so cool. Yeah, I, it's one of those places where you're doing something like that that is such a fucking blast, and then it's just VO work because you're not drawing the goddamn cartoons. Yeah. So you're going into a booth a couple hours a day, and it's fun, and then. You can do whatever you and want. And it's funny, and you know it's a hit. You know, mm-hmm. that's the cool thing about that. Like, they, and they make fun of everybody. It's not, it, it feels like, 
you know, and I love like, and I used to do a Rush Limbaugh impression forever. Um, no shit. Yeah, yeah forever. And um, it's one of the reasons that when I first met Jamie, he loved my Rush Limbaugh because I was like, um, I, I used to do a joke about Rush Limbaugh trying to buy the St. Louis Rams because he said it was the closest thing he could do to own black people. And um, <laughs> and so uh, and so Jamie, I remember when I Dude, that's a good deep cut too because he's from Missouri. I know he's he is. From and Cape I, Girardeau. So let me tell you something. I him and Glenn Becker from the same place near the same area, yeah. and I did. A charity, not a charity event. It was like a corporate gig, and um, and I was and I got out there and did Rush Limbaugh for the for all these rich assholes who were very nice, but they were like, "Man, did they love Rush Limbaugh?" And I go, "You're gonna hate me for about five minutes in the set because I'm not gonna not do this." By the way, I said I've already been paid, so I don't care. And um, but yeah, can we hear it? I've never heard I, it. And I apologize. Oh man, it's been a, it's been a while. He's been dead for a minute. Yes, yeah. I I yeah, I am Rush Limbaugh. He was sitting. He goes the problem. Michael J. Fox. I don't even think Barack Obama is black. <laughs> Um, I don't even remember, but it's it, that one I have not done in a while. But I like when he did Family Guy. Yeah, was, I yeah. like that. He goes, Brian, yeah. what you don't understand about us are, and he was very, he didn't even try to do an impression of himself. He just did. And I was like, dude, that's fucking cool. Like, you know, because they, they skewer both sides, and th- that's what I really like about that show. Yeah, it's great. And, and, it, and it feels like, you know, and if they're not in on the joke, they always offer the celebrity. They're like, hey, if you want to do it. And I'm sure they offered it to Rush because I also auditioned to play John McCain in that episode, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get it. And um, and I remember thinking like I'm like oh well, I can do Rush, and they're like no Rush is going to do Rush, and I was like you know what good for him that's amazing because yeah. they all he Seth has been public he goes we always offer it if we do Brooke Shields if we do Obama if we do Tom Hanks they always offer it to the people and then that's they, most funny. of the time they turn it down so they got to get impressionists no shit did you do Tom Hanks on there. I didn't. He did Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom, he, uh, Tom Seth Hanks did. Seth did it. Oh, he did. No shit. How's his Tom Hanks? It can't be better than yours. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just not. Uh, he did. He was like, he did him crying. Uh, they, Tom Hanks, though, it's funny. Tom Hanks did do The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. He did The Simpsons movie where yeah, they were in the yeah, dome. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, where it's yeah. like, you know. Um, but I always think that the Family Guy's obviously big. One day, maybe he'll do it. You know, I think people now doing it more, like, you know, be a part of the joke. Like, instead of Mark Wahlberg when they did the impression of him on SNL, mm-hmm. and then he got on Jimmy Kimmel and was like, if I ever saw that guy, I'd punch him in the face. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, he's just, and then, like, his, public, his publicity team was like, dude, you got to go on SNL and be like, we know you were kidding. Yeah, because he because he got so angry about it, and well, it's like it's he's, better. But be, he's that dude. I know he is. He's he's pissed off about it, like all that shit, all that shit. Yeah. And Which so is it's funny because they're doing. Uh, he's not going to be in it, but I think he's a producer, maybe. But they're doing Ted now, like a series. I they had an audition for it this week, but I wasn't able to do it because I was here. He's done a bunch of shit with Seth, but. Family Guy has made fun of him for like 15 fucking years. Yeah, but I think it's in a weird way because like they must know each other well enough. They have to, yeah. Th- that it's like he's cool with it. Because, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's, it's also the impressions of Mark Wahlberg. And mine comes from a place of love, Mark. I just want to talk to you right now and the whole Wahlberger <laughs> family. But um, it's like, but, but you hear he's one of those guys where you could tell people try to take the piss out of him with an impression. Yeah. And so it's like when you hear people do him on and on and on, at some point people are like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you're all good. Uh, my best friend is on TED, by the way, uh, Alana Ubach. I just talked to oh, her yeah. two days ago. She's the mom. Yes, she is. She's the mom on the show. She's like, it's a blast. That's it's, so fucking cool. I said I can't be there, ever. but I'd love to audition in the future. And yeah, it's like him growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny. Like I I got a pitch because my buddy knew the producers and they were like looking for this one guy and the fuck the pitch sounded really fucking funny. She said it's amazing. Yeah, she's just like it's one of the greatest gigs of all time. Uh, awesome. She said Peacock. It is. Yeah, and I think maybe eight episodes or ten. Right episodes now they, is what they, they're doing. It's an eight episode order. Mm. Is what they had told yeah. me yesterday. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, you'd be great on that. Uh, yeah. Anything else that you're in coming out? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I I did this. I I next time I'm on, I'll push it because I don't know the exact name of it. But I just I'm now on a podcast series where we just we actually shoot the pilot uh, Monday when I get back, and so it's it's kind of. Once we get the name settled on it. Yeah, I want you to explain this to the audience because I just read an article about this. So Audible, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, is doing scripted podcast series that are either 8 to 12 episodes, almost like regular television, except for they're going to be podcasts only available it's like on Audible. It's Lu- like uh, C.S. Lewis. This mm-hmm. is how he got famous. They, yep. they took the entire chronicles of narnia yeah yeah broke them down chapter by chapter and each week at thursday night or some shit a whole chapter yeah it was like serial and it was yeah and it was him reading it Uh, uh, and then they did the same thing uh with a number of other works uh louis lamore remember that guy the old cowboy dude they used to do that shit it was all on fucking am radio yeah Yeah, we we have one coming out in two weeks so that's awesome uh adam and eve is is doing it for us it's uh all those romance novels for dudes uh, that I did, but it's scored wall to wall. There's full Foley in it and everything. I mean, it's a movie without the picture, essentially. And that's what these series are going to be for a, Audible. Ours is an interview type series where I play a character, different character each week from mm-hmm. history. And um, it's they're really well written. And um, I, I did a test pilot like a few weeks back. And they, they focus on jobs that existed in history that people don't know about. And um, one of them, the guy that I played was a funeral clown who did, who is, the, this, they used to do this in ancient Rome for like a thousand, I mean, it, it was unbelievable how many years they did this, where they, where somebody of note would die and then somebody would impersonate them at their funeral. And like Vesatian, who's the, one of the most famous emperors of Rome, who built the Colosseum after Nero let Rome burn, um, this, at Vesatian's funeral, there's this really famous uh, a funeral clown who was like the most famous of all of them. And so I played him for the episode. And so it's an incredible, it's so entertaining the writing is unbelievable on it and i right now i think it's called odd jobs okay but then i would play a barber surgeon in the next one and talk about all the things in in in, in uh, victorian london about what barber surgeons had you to do and so it feels like a very interview type process that you're right there in the room is the entire thing scripted or is there any improv there's both you have to do the improv too so it's it like great. three auditions and then a producer's a callback then a test pilot and now the pilot is the money good? Because I just read this article maybe two days no. ago. <laughs> that was all I was wondering. I was like, the money good for no. this? Um, Chloe Feynman yeah. from uh, SNL. She's got two of them. Super talented. Yes. Uh, she does a ton of impressions as well. She's amazing. <laughs> she's I've never got, met her, but I'd love to meet her. She's very She's talented. got two shows that are coming out on Audible as well. Uh, I think that's the future simply because if you don't want to spend the money shooting a pilot... At least you have everything but the picture in there, which is the most expensive. But there's rumors that they would then turn these into, they would see what worked and then turn yeah. them into series. That, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's, that's you're what's skipping the process yeah. where the production's... It's so much cheaper yes, to do it this way. 100%. And then, and then you let the audience go, well, we love that one about Cowboys. Yeah. And so let's make that one into a series. Yep. It's cool. Well, I guess it's like understanding what makes a television show successful. 100%. It's like the characters being likable or relatable and then the the premise of the show being acceptable basically mm-hmm. and right? this is one of the crazy you know my my agent asked me if i wanted to audition in the beginning and and i was like this is one of the most interesting ideas because mm. you audition for a lot of shit that you're yeah, just yeah, like yeah, eh. yeah but this one i was like damn like it was so well written and so put together and the opportunity to do a voice or whatever whatever mm-hmm. you know to like make it my own it's like you get so little creative cre- uh you know 
uh, sort of freedom in any of this, and so this felt like just something fun to do. And if it pops, it goes out to millions of people because million, Audible yeah. owns it, but I think they're putting it on Spotify and iTunes and it's all It's everywhere. It'll be everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. They have yeah. so yeah, they have smart lists and man, you know, whatever. That's exciting. They, yeah. yeah, Amazon Music. Yeah. They have tons there's so many outlets for it. So you, this could be like, you know, if it goes well and pops, it'll be listened it will be the most listened thing I've ever done. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Including yeah. Two Broke Girls, which had millions and millions and millions of followers. Yeah. But this would be the one if it popped. So weird, right? Yeah, yeah you never know. It dude. is weird. So it's that's wild. why I would do it. I'm working on a project now. It's like the Bachelor Bachelorette type show, yeah. but it's at an orphanage. Oh, I and, love the, it. and it's like mockumentary style, and the kids are competing to get adopted. I, I, but it's I, super I, fucked up. I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you're going to be the dad, obviously. I yeah. wrote a sketch one time where a kid didn't work out, so they tried to return him 18 years later. Yeah, at an orphanage. <laughs> I think Ari Spears did one, too. Um, oh. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. They, got, no. they got popped for that but, kid but thing. You know what sucked is? They did. The lawsuit like, got dropped. It already. got dropped because, you know, like, I don't know Ari. I do know Tiffany. Uh, she is so she gives so much of her time and her energy she's one of the most generous people you'll ever meet it was bullshit but the, the amount of people that dropped her and she was very yeah. public about this where she's like my fucking deals went away yeah. even though it was bullshit yeah and then people were just like yeah but we can't touch you now for at least a period of time and that fucking sucks the man. wait time is about 10 months now i feel like it used to be two years well it depends on the crime about, yeah exactly it's been about 10 months or, we, have a, we have a caller coming in kevin spacey from Italy. or yeah, 11 well. or 11 games Exactly. Right. Yeah, with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You need yeah. to, for the sketch, uh, drop the 18 year old off in this uh, baby box. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is a real thing. You Where just, is that at? Like fire stations and shit. No sh- way. Yeah, you shove the baby in the box. Was this their sketch? No, this, no, is, this is, real is real. Thing. This is real. Oh. This is, yeah. yeah, this is yeah. so actual. You, you can't leave babies. them out on the sidewalk anymore because there's all these fucking scooters everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, put them in the box. You put the baby in the box, dude. That's what you do. So they converted a bunch of blockbusters into baby delivery systems or whatever. Somebody's got to do a Brad Pitt going, "What's in the box?" From seven, <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear, "What's in the box? What's in the box?" And you just hear, <laughs> "Yeah, and it's a real baby." Oh yeah, it's a real baby. You're welcome. Uh, now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you, helped you become the person you are today. We've got some listeners here who brought us some booze. Nice. Ask them, will you come on up here so I can give you a shout out on stage? Um, we really appreciate it. You guys bring a ton of bottles uh, of booze for us here in the new studio. Uh, we appreciate it. What's your name? Josh. Last name? Comfer. Well, I'm not going to pronounce that right. Nope. Comfer? Comfer? Josh Comfer? All right, pop on in on screen here. Wave to the people. Uh, you bought us a bottle of American Barrels Kentucky Bourbon. Dan and I have to, to give the liver a few days off after mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee, but we will enjoy this uh, over the weekend, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, who would you like to give the Drinking Brother Week to? Anybody want to shout out? I'm going to give it to my buddy I came with. Oh, yeah. All right. Can you, hey, can you actually put a camera on you, Delco, and they can use that mic? Is that fine? Boom. Come on in, dude. Come on in. Boom. Uh, go and sit next to him, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll put you on. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Why not? Why not? We got the, we got the extra camera set up here. We're good to go. Um, Georgie had to go to the airport and pick up our tent. They, they, He's here. Oh, he is. Yeah. All right, because they lost our tent, or they just didn't want to ship it. So either way, you know, it is what it is. Um, Shout out to the wonderful uh, 52-year-old lady who was working at that Southwest. Why do you know her exact age? Oh, boy. Boy. And how is that relevant? Did you get her number? I just wanted to thank her for a a lovely time of (laughs) 
Treating my best. Mother of God. Her number was uh, 12, but now it's 13. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> count, nailed the, it. count the rings. <laughs> uh, pass the mic. Taste the rainbow. To our friend behind you here. Uh, there you go. Boom. Uh, Comfort. Mr. Comfort, tell everybody. There you go. Put the camera on him. Bingo. Uh, who would you like to give the drink of brother the week to? What's his name? I'm going to give it to my buddy Colin that I came with. Okay. Uh, we've known each other for about 10 years, served together in the Marine Corps. Went to combat together, and we've just kind of been, e- been in each other's lives for thick and thin, so it's just been good to have a friend. Now like get that. down on one knee. Exactly, and tell them what you really <laughs> think. Oh, there's there's been lotion fights and yes. all sorts of fun. A fights. lot of broke back shit. I'm, well, I'm assuming at Marines one point. Marines are super gay. Yeah. 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 Hey, we appreciate the t-shirt, too. That's in the bro box. That's mm-hmm. actually my favorite shirt mm-hmm. we've ever made. I love it. Yeah, exclusive to the bro box. Go to drinkingbros.com. Click on that store link, and you can get that and uh, hand the mic to your buddy back there. Um, what's your full name again? Colin Kester. There you go, Colin. Anybody you want to give Drinking Bro of the Week to? I'd give it right back to this guy. Oh, uh, you sure? Uh, I know. Closer to your mouth. No, no, no. There you uh, go. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, right, sorry. Right back over to right back over to Josh. Uh he's the reason why I even know about Brigham Bros in the first place. And uh yeah. Cheers. You drinking the seltzer? Always. What do you think, dude? Love it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Done a lot of them. This one by far the best. <laughs> you're you're rocked already, aren't you? Yeah, so I'm like three in. And he says, like, "Hey, that's eight percent." Like, oh fuck. Yeah, the rest of the day shot. Are you on stage tonight? Yeah. Oh, we're at at uh, Creek in the Cave. Oh, Creek in the Cave. So go to Creek in the Cave and watch Jonathan. It's gonna be a great one. He Best fucking of crushes, dude. I follow him on Instagram. Uh, you're one of my faves. Again, you only post, you know, clips that you feel are you good. You keep saying that you follow him on Instagram. It's the fourth time you said that. You've known this man for years. You don't I, have to say that. I have because I, I think there's there's accounts that that need. And deserve the followers. And uh, you're one of those people where it's like, I look at other people and you're like, how the fuck does this person have 300,000 followers? Like, I don't get it. Nepotism. Uh, <laughs> it's clear. It's, they have Bitcoin money and mm. I don't. I'm trying to slide it in because there's people I, I feel that deserve the social media love and then might not necessarily get it. You're one of those guys to me. And uh, it, it's just enjoyable. That's Thank all. you. I can't figure out what pops because something I'll do will get a crazy amount of love, mm. and then something that I think is better will mm-hmm. get nothing. Yep. Every um, single time. But come out, yeah, Creek in the Cave tonight, and then I'm at um, Creek in the Cave and Vulcan uh, and Eastside Comedy, Austin Comedy tomorrow, and then I'm at Vulcan on Friday. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, yep. it might. Who knows? Well, who, I was knows? at Creek in the Cave uh, last Wednesday and uh, Thursday and Friday. Were you really? No, I mean, if it comes out Sunday. Oh, if it comes out Sunday, yeah. sure, for sure, yeah. How'd Guys, you, you just missed me. How'd oh. you do? <laughs> I mean, I crushed. <laughs> I'll tell you what I am is worth a follow on Instagram. You sure are. Jonathan We're- Kite. There it is. K-I-T-E, you racist. There it is. And then uh, what about the old YouTube? You got a YouTube channel and all that stuff? So I'm, hopefully in in, in two weeks, I'm, I'll launch, and I hate that I'm saying this, uh, TikTok and YouTube simultaneously for a project that I have coming out. That okay. We're trying. We're literally in with legal right now, trying to get the name of it. So I don't know that it will be. Able, so I can't announce it. But um, then everything will launch at the same time, and then those things will be in congruency with each other. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, big fan. Thanks for stopping Dude, by. Thanks for having me. Anytime you're in town, just roll by. I love it. And, uh, and we'll be here for a while. Space. Thank you, man. Thank you. This took a while. It looks great. This goddamn place. Holy shit. You, got, uh, you guys, it looks great. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, check out Jonathan Kite. Also go to iTunes, rate the show a five star, and leave a quick review, as well as Spotify, but that's just a five star. 
They don't review. They don't have any text features on there. So you can just click the five star and throw your phone in the garbage can. For D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, Jonathan Kite, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.